Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. starter joe house joined as i always am by my incomparable accomplice our pga tour correspondent on the ground nathan hubbard who managed to break away from hours and hours and hours of taylor swift reviews look the first tee's wide open it's a two ball we're gonna throw a peg in the ground and i don't think we're gonna have music on the golf course today but if we did it would be taylor swift's new album let's get going boys Nate Dog, how you doing, buddy? There's nothing like the off season house. <laughs> is it the off season? <laughs> well, it is if you're a live player. <laughs> we just got a Bryson DeChambeau Instagram post saying CN23. Okay. And my first question to you: Where are we going to see him? What's the, what's and and when? What's the first event? 
You tell me. I, he, he, we're de- it sounds like we're definitely going to see him in the major's house. Yes, it does seem that way. The big news of the week, in addition to the only top 50 player uh, on tour down in Bermuda winning that event, congratulations, Seamus Power. Yeah, he sort of won it. Yeah. He was there and he won it. He, scored, he had the lowest score in relation to par over four rounds in Bermuda on a golf course that I've played. It's a very nice golf course. Yeah. It's a Muni. Like, let's, you know, it's open to the public. It's a, it's a, a, a Muni. Who can make the fewest bogeys on the last six holes? Yes. Are we talking about anybody in particular? Tough, tough day for Ben Griffin. Six over and five holes when he had the lead. And then Seamus made four bogeys on the back, but he, but he at least made two birdies. So he only finished the back at two over and yes. backdoored into the victory. There we go. It uh, was back- not an impressive performance of golf. There's nothing wrong with backdoor victories, Nate Dog. Um, a front door victory, though, is truly the news of the week, and that is the RNA. An extended discussion. Martin Slumbers, uh, chairman of the RNA, talking about um, prop- possibly it feels like as a first mover among all of the governing bodies in in describing the qualifications for the upcoming Open Championship in 2023 at Royal Liverpool, but affirmatively talking about the live guys, those players and their eligibility for for competing in that. Um, they haven't yet announced the qualifications, but we're anticipating they will be akin to um, what they've been in years past. And he made a point of saying that um, there will be qualification criteria for the players competing on the live tour and made a point of saying we want those guys at our championship it's an open championship and that means open so um like i say kind of the first of the various governing bodies with um you know who who dictate the terms of participating in majors to affirmatively speak on the matter uh what's your take I think we've been expecting this from the beginning. When all of the dust settles, if you're the majors, the dilution of the regular season is good for you. But it's only good for you if you are the only place where we get to see all the best golfers in the world compete. And this is this is the place where the Cam Smith signing tipped the scales. Because I think we could have probably gotten by as golf fans with majors without DJ. Clearly, he just won the, he won $35 million this season on live and his team won and he was the overall uh, winner, individual winner. So he's, he's a great golfer to be sure, but we could have talked ourselves into the fact that he was a little bit over the hill and that a major could go on without DJ. Major can't go on without Cam Smith and call itself credible. And so this is the natural outcome for a major who says, yeah, sorry guys. Like it's, it sucks that you guys can't get along, but we've got to have the best golfers in the world. And, uh, now house, the question that has not been answered yet is how they're going to get guys who are not currently accumulating world ranking points into this flow other than qualifying. Like, how do you think they're going to, they've got to find a way to get Brooks Kepka, who's plummeting down the world rankings, I- into their events, don't they? Well, the the he's got the exemptions, but yeah, that's the first line of of defense, as it were, for um, guys like DeChambeau, 
like Kepka and, and DJ, they all have five-year exemptions, and that's a pretty standard thing. They will, they will all qualify for the PGA Championship, and they'll all qualify for the Open Championship. Um, and the same is true of the U.S. Open. Those exemptions, no governing body has suggested that they intend to roll back no. those extensions based on where you compete. So those guys are all going to be eligible and play. The same is true of Camp Smith. The Beyond those guys, is there anybody else that we feel like we need to see, want to see? Are we going to be, are we going to feel like the competition isn't as robust without Bubba? Are we no. going to feel like the competition's any less robust because Charles Schwartzel isn't in it or or Louis Oosthuizen? Like, are we compromising the integrity of the events if those guys who don't have, I mean, you know, Charles won the Masters moons ago yeah but guys who don't have exemptions um and then and you know whose official Cam golf ranking points yeah. i mean i probably like oostazen is probably well enough protected because of how good a year that he had his i don't know if i haven't checked to see how his world golf um points ha have have plummeted they're clearly going down but uh you know there will be a couple guys that'll be close calls based on on the points who don't otherwise have exemptions, but I think like from our perspective as fans and what and and what we anticipate will be the overarching approach taken by every major, including the Masters, which is we want to ensure the best fields we can ensure within our qualifying criteria um, that we're going to see all those guys that we just mentioned. I think it's almost certain that we will. There was a a slight bit of chatter, and you can never tell what is smoke and what is fire with Liv, to be honest, but there was a slight bit of chatter around the season-ending event in Doral, which was remarkably quiet, by the way. We'll come back to that. But there was a little bit of chatter and about Xander and Cantlay again. And they're obviously fueling that on the Liv side. But again, if we get one more significant defection of the under 30 year old uh, generation of really good American golfers in particular, although there are a few Europeans tied into that. I, I think it's going to dramatically change the stakes. Now, Louis Oosthuizen, by the way, is 43rd in the world rankings right now. So like I said, right on the edge. Yeah. yeah. And so by, he, by this time, you know, the, the qualification criteria say like it tend to be like two weeks before the event or something to that effect. Yeah. For but each guess, event. guess who's on the outside? It's Bryson at 52. Is he going to get into the Masters? Well, his exemption, he has the U.S. Open. He has the 2020 U.S. Open. Right. So that, so that counts. He'll, he'll, he'll be in. Yeah. HV3 is at 46. Unless they change their mind. Yeah. Yeah. HV3 and Louis and those are the guys. On, yeah. on, you Paul know, Casey at 48. Those guys are going risk. to drop. Those yeah. guys are all at risk. Yeah. So, look, they're going to have to make... You've seen a little bit of the olive branch being extended from the PGA Tour players, in particular the two Europeans and Rory and Rom, who, you know, I, I think sometimes their comments get blown out of proportion for, for the soundbite or the tweet. Rory didn't say, hey, this us versus them stuff's got to stop. I mean, he, he, he had a long litany of comments that were, uh, I think, very strongly in support of the PGA Tour behind that. But you do get the sense that with a little bit more time, cooler heads are going to prevail here. That doesn't mean we're going to have live versus PGA Tour events. No way. No. Uh, but but you do get a sense that 
certainly when it comes to the majors, they're going to find a way to make sure that the best players can get there without having to go through the equivalent of Q school to, to, to qualify. Well, the, the RNA and the USGA have kind of the easiest path because they're opens. And if you don't qualify based on the stated criteria, you can always go qualify. I mean, yeah. you know, but you can always go play. easy paths, right? You can no. always get through, sure. But that it feels but a little easy. bit. Yeah, they, 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 the, that but, feels but not like where they're going to end up, right? Every because, year, though, if you look at the guys that are quali- trying to qualify for the U.S. Open, if you go yes. around the country on golf's longest day and look at the names and the quality of golfer and the guys who have accomplished things in their careers, it's always a shock, like how good the the field is of guys uh, who haven't otherwise qualified. But, so having a few of these live guys be be part of that doesn't feel um out of order to me it, it doesn't but so much of the tension that exists in the world of golf right now is about ego ego of norman ego of the pga tour ego of the guys and the players it, these guys are not gonna uh subject themselves to a different process to qualify when you know uh well, what's different is keegan the bradley walks in it's the process keegan yeah. bradley won on tour yeah, just just so he's eligible. Foundationally, I think they disagree that their tour should not, in and of itself, be eligible. Uh, that winning on their tour, doing well on their tour, should not be enough to get through. I understand your point, but that's going to be their argument. And will they go qualify? Some of them may, but I think they're going to push, and they're going to push very hard to recognize the live tour as a series of qualifying events. Okay, all right. That that's something for the governing bodies to uh, assess i have one name that i think is a curious case that's sort of outside the realm of what we're talking about and that is phil mickelson and what i'm Mm -hmm. interested in is your opinion of whether or not phil mickelson will be extended an invite to go compete at the masters this upcoming year in 2023 i think he will and i think he should wow okay now you do not in answering in that manner and it's clear that you've thought about it you don't and look back at what happened in 22 and where, where we have good reason to believe he was disinvited from appearing at the masters. Now it doesn't seem like he was all that disappointed to be disinvited and he, he didn't seem to be motivated to uh, go try and compete in the, in the masters, especially if you take a look at what he did with the PGA championship, where we were led yes. to believe that he, that the invitation was there if he wanted to come compete in it. And he chose, he chose not to, the master situation, if we think that it's accurate that he was disinvited from the 22 masters and he as a singular voice for the live uh, group and for, you know, championing that cause, you don't think that that he gets special um, treatment from the masters in terms of what kind of characters they want showing up there. Augusta National rethinks everything every year. We've seen the changes to the tee box on 13. You sent me the photo. Uh, they they make decisions in real time. Last year was too much drama. I think at this point, by April, some of the if this trend continues, I think we've passed peak animosity. And if the the boil gets reduced to a little bit of a simmer, and then maybe to stiller water, I think they will they will invite Phil. Okay, that that's fine. I'm going to respectfully disagree on October the 31st, 2022. I do think he's out. I, they, so, they don't lose anything by not having him there. And, and that would be a specific punishment for Phil 
versus Dick Bland or DJ or Patrick Reed. Like, yeah, again, I'd like. Again, I there's think some difference between those guys. Schwart, but, I think Schwartzel, Bubba, Reed, they all won. They're all all past champions who haven't been out advocating for um, another tour and and. Well, you know, come on, Patrick that... Reed is filing defamation lawsuits to the tune of a billion dollars, which, by the way, I love Patrick Reed, don't you? What a guy. <laughs> this week in Patrick Reed, love him. We're not, we're not paying for lawyers. I, I can't afford them. Um, yes, Patrick Reed, wonderful fellow. Um, I, I think there is a difference between the role that Phil played uh, in, in building this uh, enterprise and the, and the role. It's an easy thing to differentiate. And again, uh, maybe this is true of all those guys. You're not really listed. Although, I don't know. Bubba was kind of decent last year. Schwartzel uh, and Reed have, have had... They can still play competitive golf. Phil doesn't seem like he could play very interesting competitive golf, and that would be uh, an easy reason to keep him out. But um, I want to pick up on something that you just mentioned, which is... Really, the thing that that I think, as I look back at the Live Golf Enterprise and try and do year in review, immediate reaction. What what grades do we give out? Um, you mentioned ego, and that is one aspect of this in particular that I imagine in the upcoming year. Now that Live has uh, accomplished what I think it intended to accomplish, which is attain proof of concept, they they can now point to a series of events that were contended contested and they they guys showed up and guys got paid so everybody DJ made 35 million dollars right over so and above the, they can all look pay. back and see now none nobody watched any of those events the no. youtube numbers were abysmal um after cam smith competed in boston uh and, you know, the, this event, I think, in, in, at Doral was among the lowest, which is understandable because the American sporting public gives zero Fs about golf right now because they give zero Fs about anything other than football on Saturday and football on Sunday and football on Monday, football on Tuesday. Uh, and there's about to be Maction again. So that means college football on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Anyway, um, they accomplished the thing they they wanted to accomplish, which is prove that that guys who who have been promised money will receive that money, and that there will be golf events that they can go compete at. Having accomplished that very low bar, there has to be a higher bar for next year. Their COO says, "Yeah, we need a television deal." Right? Yes. Yes, you, you need do. a television deal. And yeah, we want to do something with these teams. We want to franchise them. We want to attract advertisers and, and sponsors. With those two goals in mind, it seems like because they make up their own rules, there's lots of ways they could create something next year. Having achieved proof of concept where they go to more interesting golf courses, if they can uh, you know, attract more interesting golf courses to participate, they can go around the world. And if they can get a, a, a TV deal in the, in the U.S. market um, and they can figure out a way to, to deal with the limited size of the field and some kind of, of cut, that they could have a pathway to the ultimate goal, which is to have their golfers competing on the biggest stages four times a year. 
So what, what, what's your assessment as you sort of look back and size this thing up? Well, I, it, has it been successful? I, it depends yes. on what the goal is, right? Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I think for what their goals are, it probably has. They, they pried away some players that certainly after Mickelson's comments in February, it looked like the whole thing was done. So if you if you rewind it nine months, uh, this is a rousing success, I guess, based on no metric of fan engagement or interest, but in terms of what the the investment is trying to accomplish, I, it, it's pretty. They have not released the schedule, right? They're still working it through. It looks like maybe fourteen events that start in February, um, and you know they haven't confirmed exactly who's going to be in because what they're obviously doing is trying to get guys like Xander and Cantlay to make the jump because it just will give them the leverage that they need to maybe not have to make the compromises that you just spoke about. I, I think they have the benefit of time now, House, where they can just see what transpires over the next couple of months, see if they can pry away a couple more players. That's focus number one, because if they get a couple more players, guess what? They're going to get a TV deal. And if they can get a couple more players, they get leverage with the you know OWGR. So it's really about whether they can get one or two more guys to jump. And then you know, we, they've proven that they can pretty easily run a golf tournament. That's not their problem right now. They've got to add a couple more players. I think that's the focus overall. And we'll see. It's going to be a very, very interesting two months uh, leading up to, to Maui. Uh, which which starts the 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 not official but soon to be the official start of the PGA Tour season and elevated money Maui. It's going to be you know the yes. first of of speaking of proof of concept. This whole 2023 calendar year for the PGA Tour will be that tour demonstrating its success if they're able to to achieve success. Yeah. In in you know. Paying out the the the, the, the larger funneling purses. money to the big players and having the biggest players on the biggest stage. I mean, they they have the benefit of of the real TV contracts that really are on all, all weekend long and uh, occur at moments in the sports schedule when there aren't other um, big time American uh, sporting interests being being pulled away. So, and that that was one thing. That we've talked about over the course of 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 this year, it's very curious, um, not seeing Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau uh, and DJ on TV, and I don't, I didn't really miss them. It wasn't really that big a deal, but it's it's got to be meaningful to those guys in in some respect on, on that ego point. I mean, yeah, but also right? their brand. Like well, what's that, Nike spending a ton of money on, on Kepka for right now? So that that that's, you know, I think those deals in the way that many sponsors who had the right to pull out pulled out, we'll just see those deals roll off. Right. And the big challenge for the Live Tour is to uh, want you know deliver replacement arrangements. This is the thing behind you know they're franchising their twelve teams, right? Yeah. Sponsors go buy those teams, invest in those teams. There's equity in those teams, allegedly. There were there was a weird moment this week at the Live Championship. I didn't watch a ton of it, but Richard Bland got very choked up <laughs> at the end of 
of one of the the tournament rounds and he seemed you know he said we want he was he was talking about another golfer on the team who had just missed out by a stroke on qualifying for the team and what i couldn't tell was was it real genuine emotion not that he was faking or was it actually tied to the amount of strain and stress that these guys have been under for making this choice right and i say this only because you're asking about the future of this team concept which time and time again the players keep talking about and we all sort of have rolled our eyes thinking look it's really about the money nobody cares about the team but they are kind of sticking to it aren't they well it could be interesting this is you know they're the the concept that the live tour stole you know from the premier golf league or whatever it was that the uk um, private equity folks had in mind and were looking to you know work in concert with the the pga tour and the and the euro tour the dp world tour you know, there, there is a team element that, that could be kind of compelling, that, that could sort of capture our curiosity, our rooting interest. It's not um, crazy talk for, for sure, you know, notwithstanding how much we make fun of the President's Cup. There were, uh, I watched a lot of the President's Cup and I enjoyed it, um, yeah. you know, when I wasn't watching football. But, you know, there is a thing that uh, there's something there for sure. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Well, I, I want to um, get your sense of now. We we don't have to name names. We, you said Xander and and Cantlay. Do you think that there are guys who have been out there, like on the fence, that that are now convinced one way or the other? Like who who's the jump ball besides Cantlay and Xander? Is it Victor Hovland? Is he a jump ball guy? Who are the jump ball guys that we think really move the needle? I'm not sure that there are other jump ball guys beyond those two okay. that, that are really going to dramatically move the needle. I mean, I think that would be, if I was Norman, that would be my focus. How do I get some combination or both of those two guys? Because the, the rest of the list is pretty darn locked in from Rom to Willie Z, Justin Thomas, Morikawa, Fitzpatrick. Spieth. Yeah, Spieth, Burns, Finau. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, I could have imagined coming out of the President's Cup that they make a really heavy run at Tom Kim, at Sung Jae, but those guys seem to be pretty pretty locked into the tour at the moment. Yeah, I, I you could see a Team Korea for sure. Interesting. All right. Well, Hideki was a you know a name all year long that we wondered about. Um, and thus far, he he stuck it out. Is, do you think he's a jump ball guy or no? I, I think they'll continue to hammer on him forever. Yeah. But it, it sure felt like he declared in ways that maybe Xander and maybe Xander and Cantley haven't fully declared. Okay. All right. So to be continued on that front. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We have, once again, another tour event in a typically tropical location that's a short <laughs> golf course. And, you know, you we get to it. look longingly. I have played it. I've been lucky enough to play Bermuda at that joint and play uh, in Mexico. Mayacoba. Mayacoba. It's, it's, it's lovely. It is very much um, resort golf. And, you know, you play it from the proper tees. You can have a good time. And it's enough of a challenge for these guys. Um, it does have a feature that, that accommodated Victor Hovland, which is... You know, a as a resort course, it's not killing you when you arrive at the green. You can, you know, strokes gained around the green will not be the determining factor of who mm -hmm. wins this event. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's all approach shot, approach shot, approach shot, which is why Victor Hovland won it last year. Uh, I think he was top three in strokes gained approach. He does that extremely well. He does do that well. That's right. Um, strength of field for this event in Mexico. We have five top 16 guys. Scotty Scheffler is going down there along with the defending champion, Victor Hovland, Tony Finau, Billy Horschel, uh, Aaron Wise, Colin Morikawa, who is going down there for the first time. So Morikawa clearly not satisfied with where his game is at the moment, looking for another opportunity to go ahead and, and, and compete. Maybe they're speaking of proof of concept. He's found something where he wants to go test out uh, at a venue that doesn't require anything in the way of length, but does does insist on accurate uh, shots into the green. Kyle Morikawa's strength. So exciting to see him. Maybe there's something there. Um, Matt Kuchar's going back. Oh, boy. I think he's required. I think he that was part of whatever he negotiated um, to calm everybody down after he stiffed poor Toucan. <laughs> You actually did your round with Toucan. Yes, I did. I went, I arrived, I asked for the Toucan. They were all very understanding. Um, and he was a lovely guy who had a lot to say about the situation and about Kuchar. Um, wasn't that flattering? Did you tip him? 
I tipped him very as well as I could. Um, and he uh, is both an extraordinary golfer in his own right, also a great teacher. He mm. he showed me some things around the green, uh, especially a a a move of using your putter to putt through certain thatchy you know situations like just off the green. You mm -hmm. know who could use that? Maybe Hovland. Maybe Hovland. What what Toucan taught me, I put to use many 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 times. It was like a big forward press. Anyway. Um, Jason Day, who has had a tiny bit of resurgence, a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah, if he's if he's healthy, he will be uh, down at this event. Um, I, and and he's on. He, he he seems to be healthy. Yes, uh, for now. Any sense? Let's go ahead and 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 try and give out you know so, some names, some interesting uh, possibilities out there for building the DFS for building the betting card. Because we just we just don't have enough things to bet on at the moment, Nate Dog. Yeah, it seems like we don't. Look, Matt McNeely's sitting there at twenty six to one. He's had a very good fall. He is an excellent ball striker. He's he's sort of been knocking around the edges for a while. We've been talking. There was that period of time coming out of Pebble a year plus ago where we were like, okay, he's he's ready to go win a golf tournament. Then he sort of lulled a bit, but he's I, I, he's been in form, and this feels like the kind of course that he can deliver on. Like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but if you can get decent odds on a top 20 finishing position for Aaron, I'm playing badly. He was T6, <laughs> T6 this weekend only because he shot 71 on Sunday, but he has had a little bit of a resurgence. I think if you look last week, we can learn a couple things. There's, there's a few momentum plays. I, I certainly don't expect uh, Seamus Power to come in and crush it because I, I just didn't love the form on Sunday. Yeah. But, but you know, Thomas Dietrich is now in the, he shot uh, in the 60s all four days. He's definitely now in the conversation if he keeps playing like this. He's in the Ryder Cup conversation. Uh, so you got you to gotta take a look. You got to take a look at him for sure. I mean, Harrison Endicott came in, had his best PGA Tour finish ever. Uh, shot 62 on Thursday. That's the only reason to be a little suspicious of it, but he shot 68 yesterday. He has been sort of flirting around the edges. You could see him potentially being a momentum play coming in. And and he and Aaron, I'm playing badly, have just ridiculous odds to win. I, would, I wouldn't bet him. But if you can get top 20s on, the, on these guys this week, I, I'm looking hard at that. You mentioned the ball striking, and, and uh, uh, Sobel called this guy out, Tom Hoagie. Um, who we've just been admiring, really, you know, throughout all of of the 2022. Yeah, we sort of keep season. waiting for him to be a flash in the pan, don't we? But he's he's hanging around. Yeah, he was so, great. He was great at East Lake. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and and exactly, and he's leveraged that into. I think he's there's four results of 13th or better. I think that's the stat that Sobel tossed out there. So uh, he's available at 30 to one. Now, speaking of Sobel, Sobel. Um, noted on the tweeter machine that five of the six winners thus far in the the early season 30 to 1 or better right 31 or better exactly right so if, if tom hoagie's sitting right on that number and you know the quality of play with the particular aspect that we're 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 saying uh for him that that strokes gained approach being the specialty he tied for third at this uh, event um 2 years ago so he's got both the course history, the course comfort, and the 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 form. Could be some hoagie action this week, Nate Dog. 
Well, it seems unlikely that we're going to see Victor three-peat here, don't you think? Yes, it does seem unlikely, but... What's I, I actually the... am surprised that he's got the same odds as Scheffler heading into the week. I, I just That feels like a fade to me. I don't... I'm fade to Hovland, you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm not going to... The guy's won twice there. I'm, I don't think I'm going to fade him. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to miss the cut, but I would... I, I just would stay off him at those odds. Plus um, 950? No way. Yeah, well, that, that's a stay away. That's exactly right. It's not worth uh, investing in. Uh, maybe that's a live bet if he comes out and, you know, looks Smokes really good. it on Thursday. Yeah, fair exactly. enough. Top Gun Tony. Anything? What are you feeling? I, I, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like... Um, you like him at 14 to 1? I don't know. Not 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 that outright win. I like I'm going to put him in some some head to heads. Um, he's got two top tens at at this venue. Um, he only has had one competitive event, and that was the President's Cup. Right. So maybe he's just chilling. Maybe this is him bringing the whole family down um, to to Mexico. That's what it feels like for a little no, you know, early November R and R, and that would be a reason. Um, to, to, to be worried about him, but uh, I don't know. We, we, he showed us enough Top Gun business for me to, to, to consider him. Uh, listen, if you're, looking for, if you're looking for winners, fine. Make an investment in Top Gun Tony. I, I'm, I'm extremely interested in Billy Horschel amongst the top guys because Colin Morikawa still scares the crap out of us. I think we agree on that, right? Yes. Yes. I just feel like Billy Horschel shows up to every tournament trying to win. Okay. And, and I'm just not sure, to your vacation point, whether all these guys right now are showing up trying to win. I think you probably have a few who's, who looked at the FedEx Cup standings last year and decided that they need to play a few events in the fall to amass some points. But I think that's probably... You know, you're going to have guys who are just not in top tournament form. So is it Billy Ho-Ho... Top 10 in three PGA slash DP world starts uh, the, this fall. Um, two top 10s and five top 30s in seven career starts at this venue. So there is some some uh, combination there that we like of familiarity with the venue, comfort with the venue, success at the venue, plus decent form. Um, okay, you're not going to get me to argue against you with the Billy Ho Ho, uh, I I don't have anybody further down the card that um, I, I, I want to shout out. You 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 I think have taken us as far remote as, as we're gonna get. With, <laughs> yeah, with I'm Mr. playing badly, Ed, Mr. Endicott. No, <laughs> Endicott. Yeah, Endicott. Uh, any other names you got in your, in your, up your sleeve? No, I think that's look. This is. This is a tournament that is very much worth watching, though, because after this, we've got Houston, and then we end at RSM, and that's it for the year. So just like last week, if you paid attention in between football games, you might just get a little bit of a momentum play. Go look at that leaderboard, see what you like in the, in, in, amongst those top tens. This week is worth watching, not so much because the course is a fantastic watch, but because you're going to see who's got a little bit of heat in a more serious field than the one we had last week. Heading into these last couple events, there's and money it, to be made. It's the last serious field of the season. I think we can say that comfortably. Yes. Yeah, we're not going to get anybody this good. 
All right, Nate Dog. Well, there, there we have it. It feels like we're getting a little shape around how next year might look. Uh, these tidbits about the various majors thinking about what they're going to do and how they're going to have it play out is is something that's always worth talking about here on the fairway rolling so as more news develops on that front we will be here for you our birdie buddies but until then look fall golf so good we're about to have the the clock change here on the east coast and 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 the midwest where where's the the whole country changes right yes house Somebody you, doesn't change. There's oh, one state that doesn't yeah, change. It's, it's it's a place in Arizona, I think. I'd, I'd like to stop changing. I don't want to lose the hour of sleep or the hour of daylight, but it's we have another week before that happens. November the 6th is the, the fallback time. So get your fall golf in. You can still tee off at 2.30 right now and get it in, 2.45, get it in here on the East Coast. Hawaii get, doesn't observe it either. Arizona and Hawaii. There we go. Two two great places to go play golf. There you go. Um, that's it, my birdie buddies, my par-saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. We'll be back with more breaking news as the news breaks. But in the meantime, please head straight out there. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.